Welcome to the Gateworld Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 114 of the GateWorld Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm David. And this is the show where two nerds talk about Stargate. We got so much listener mail after the cancellation of Stargate Universe was announced last month in December that we decided that we needed to have basically an all-voicemail episode of the podcast. Lots of people called in. We've got Oh, close to three dozen voicemails, I think, in total. And we're going to play um, most all of them. So I will be happy to turn over most of this show to our listeners. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we break down the categories for them? Let them know how, uh, how this is going to proceed. Yeah, some of this obviously does get repetitive. People have some of the same sort of thoughts and visceral reactions to the cancellation news. Disappointment. Some of these people yeah. called in right away after, after they read the news story on GateWorld uh, in December. And yeah, that's the common theme that you'll hear over and over again is disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. And I'm certainly disappointed that, um, that we may not get season three. Now again, we have heard from the producers that they are not finished with the story yet and are working hard to try and finish it in some form, in some medium, and we don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that as, as the voicemails go on. So the categories, um, I've divided these up into, we'll kick off with a few here, uh, just sort of general reactions to the cancellation. And, the categories and are... over the cancellation of SGU. Yes, in category two, um, we'll talk really briefly about ratings, and then uh, some some good calls, I think, from some fans of uh, people who didn't necessarily watch SGU a lot mm-hmm. or at all, and consider themselves somewhat alienated, and then lots of calls about Sci-Fi Channel, and of course, Sci-Fi is the one who who makes the the decision to cancel the show, to not pick it up for the third season, and so a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Sci-Fi Channel, and are apologies to, to those guys ahead of time uh, if they may be listening to the GateWorld podcast. But hey, when you cancel a show like SGU uh, with a <laughs> fan base like ours, a lot of people are upset and uh, we want to make sure that they get their voice heard on the podcast. And then uh, we also got some calls about SGU itself, sort of the content of the show and what people really liked and, and, and didn't necessarily like. And then last but not least, some questions about the future of SGU, maybe getting that story finished, uh, and the future of the Stargate franchise. Nice round set of, uh, of topics. But uh, first up is uh, general cancellation and disappointment. We've got uh, five callers uh, regarding this topic. Yep, it's uh, SGU cancellation shout back. Let's get into it. Hi, my name is David. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I just thought I'd chime in here. I was one of the people who was kind of doubtful about this show, especially the first few episodes. But uh, now that it's it's gone on, it's gotten better and better and better. Um, I'm not sure if the switch to another night had something to do with that. I know the other shows have been successful, but the shows that they were going against were pretty pretty big. So I hope that Sci-Fi will reconsider, given the fact that the shows have had uh, such 
good long-term success, and I wish they would give this show just a little bit more chance uh, to really show what it can do. Hi, my name is Richard. I'm from Los Angeles, and um, I was very disappointed to see Universe canceled. And uh, not much to say. I understand that ratings uh, basically um, decree everything, uh, but for the record, it just tells me Unfortunately, in general, what a big bunch of morons the American public is, the fact that they'll watch Dancing with the Stars and what was it, 16 million people watching that, and there can, only a million or so will watch uh, Stargate Universe. So just wanted to express that. You can spread that around. <laughs> anyway, I'm very disappointed because I think Stargate, SG-1, Atlantis, and Universe was the best thing on television by far. Most of TV is just garbage and uh, uh hopefully in the future another uh, another uh, installment of the franchise will come around i hope so anyway thank you for listening and hey darren and dave uh, this is uh john from dc i'm calling of course because sgu got canceled and i hate the bickering on the forums it it's done really you know one side's fault or, or, or whatever but I'm sure you guys talk, will talk about that. I, I just, I liked SGU because it was different, and not just from um, previous targets, but from other types of sci-fi that I enjoyed. I've, I didn't get into BSG because, well, frankly, there was nothing that, attra- uh, that personally attracted me to it. SGU was different, and... That's what science fiction is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be action based or and, and, and fluff or, or just simple connect the dots, um, um, e- easy, uh, goofy science resolutions. It's you know, you know, it's reflections on human uh, relationships and our beliefs and just challenges us and it's a good way for the writers and the audiences to explore that kind of stuff and I'm glad you know that SU still has some episodes to to do that and um, I hope that there's going to be some resolution in the future at some point with that part of the universe and um, I hope Stargate continues but I also would like your thoughts on whether Stargate is saturating itself by keeping this type of momentum going for 17 or or so years. Um, And uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And SU will be missed. Hi, my name is Sean. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I'm just calling about the cancellation of Stargate Universe and how I think that it's horribly, horribly brutal. I absolutely love the show and can't believe that it's been canceled. It was, when I read the news at work on your website, I was completely devastated because it is definitely my favorite show that runs right now. And knowing that there's only 10 episodes left is absolutely, absolutely heartbreaking. I don't know where to continue with my life from this point with no more Stargate being produced and put onto the television for me to enjoy. It's uh, It sucks definitely sucks and uh i was really enjoying watching robert carlyle as rush he portrays such an awesome character not to mention all the other 
Louis Ferraro, Ferrari, or I can't remember exactly how his name is pronounced. Uh, he does a very awesome job as well. The whole cast and crew of the show, and the fact that it's one of few great Canadian shows that's been made, because there is few, in my opinion. Like I've lived in Canada my whole life, and for the most part, I find myself watching U.S. programming. And it's very unfortunate that one of the premier Canadian shows has been canceled. And that's unfortunate. This is Jim from Las Vegas. I'm very disappointed. I started out not being too in tune with with Universe and found it to draw me in as it's gone along. I'm kind of more than very disappointed that you're canceling it because I think it had a great future at least for, for five seasons. Um, I've watched the original all the way through. Um, <clears throat> if there's anything that you can do or would, would like to know uh, to get uh, to add to what, what I've said, please feel free to call me. I wish that I could say more. I like the cast and I like the way it's, it's worked out and I like where it's going. Um, and very disappointed you're going to abruptly end it. But I guess... I guess things happen for a reason. I don't like Warehouse 13, definitely not, definitely don't like Eureka. And I think that's quite funny that they think those are better shows. So overall, David, again, generally disappointment uh, over what's what's happened here, and a lot of people angry, and rightfully so. You know, compared to the, the stuff that we've seen posted on the site, uh, our callers are really sort of thoughtful rational. And, and rational <laughs> and level-headed. And I think we got some great calls this week. Well, you know, when you when you call in, there is this feeling that there's a spotlight on you and you'd better, I mean, think about what you say. And th- that's the, the thing with the Internet is people continue to believe that they have total anonymity and will say whatever they want, be hurtful however they want. This is definitely a time to vent um, if you're upset just as it was when Atlantis was canceled, just as it was when uh, SG-1 was canceled. And these folks have really called in and made some very thoughtful points. Uh, I think that, that Richard's point was interesting, you know, Americans uh, watching dances with, Dancing with the Stars. My mother is one of those people. There are shows out there for everyone. And if you don't like sci-fi, I know that this is not what he's saying, that if you don't like sci-fi, you're a moron. If you don't watch Stargate, then, you know, whatever for you. There's shows for everybody. You know, and um, SGU hasn't had the numbers that it's needed to keep itself alive, which is, mm-hmm. you know, which is why we're at where we are. Now, I've never liked reality shows myself. Um, when this phenomenon hit about ten years ago, oh, I wouldn't call Dancing I, with the Stars a reality show. It's kind of, it's kind of more of a, of, of a, a panel of judges that that kind of a show where it's, it's more of a, it's more of a whole production. Yeah, sort of performance entertainment. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, as opposed to something like Fear Factor or... It's like American Idol. I've never been a big fan of the genre. I have been known to watch American Idol from time to time. But, you know, this move to Tuesday, I thought Dancing with the Stars was not necessarily going to threaten Stargate's audience all that much because it's such a different show. It's Mm -hmm. in a totally different genre. But when you do look at the fact that it's got 16 million viewers a week, Mm -hmm. some of that is is crossover and, and any show, especially a, a niche cable show like Stargate, lives or dies by the the sort of common everyday ordinary fan mm-hmm. ordinary viewer on the couch not by the the super fans like us 
So, you know, I'm a science fiction fan. I'll watch just about anything that's science fiction any day of the week. I'll always choose that over another show. But most people just aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many people who turn on the TV when they come home at night. A lot of people just plug into the Internet now. A lot of people mm-hmm. go straight to bed. <laughs> so. yeah. Let me ask you, what do you think of John's point? Uh, About oversaturating the market? Is, yeah, the question, has Stargate basically oversaturated the market? Yeah. Um, it's been on for 14 years, 17 seasons. Um, remember, we had three seasons uh, of SG-1 and Atlantis overlap. That's, that's why there's the discrepancy in that number. And it's, I mean, it, it reminds me of, of the modern-day Star Trek series. And when Enterprise came along, when Enterprise hit seasons two, three, and four, it felt to me like a longtime Star Trek fan. Yeah. Like Star Trek had, had, was maybe starting to oversay its welcome. Well, I mean, at that point, they had, what, 300 episodes? So, or no, what, no, more, more like 600. 600, 700. Excuse me, I'm thinking of Stargate. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that oversaturation of the, of the market had anything to do with it. I mean, you don't, I don't see Stargate on every single night anywhere. I see it on once a week. You know, you got, you got episodes of Star Trek that air every single week all over the world. And that's not really the case with Stargate. I mean, certainly all over the world, Stargate is airing. When we, all over the world, Stargate is airing constantly. I'm, I'm talking about my satellite. I don't see it on all the time. I don't, I don't think that that had anything particular to do with the cancellation or the waning interest in the series. What do you think? I think the, the producers and the network had this really tough uh, challenge to face in coming up with a third series, which was, okay, any television series starts with a really high premiere, people check it out, it's brand new, and then its, it's numbers gradually go down over the course of the years. With a franchise like Stargate, that tends to be the case as well. Um, when it, when a, a second series or a third series premieres, there'll be a big spike in the in the ratings. Um, but generally, it tends to trend down, start high and trend downward. The challenge that the producers had was, okay, we've got to reinvent this thing and make it different enough that we're going to be able to get new audience members, people who decided that they don't watch Stargate need to be sort of convinced to check us out and stick with us. On the other hand of that, you've got the fact that you know, it's it's got Stargate in the name. It's got it's got a Stargate in it. So a lot of people have sort of already decided over the course of the previous 12 years, hey, I've watched Stargate. I've already made my decision about whether I'm going to watch Stargate. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's called the universe instead of Atlantis or SG-1 doesn't change the fact that I've already made my decision. Now, Jim from Las Vegas uh, thought that uh, sci-fi considered, he said uh, that uh, sci-fi thinks that um, shows like Eureka and Warehouse 13 are better shows. I don't think that it's better so much as the ratings were better. The, 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 they were just higher rated. And you know, the, when it comes down to sci-fi's view, mm-hmm. it's uh, how, many, uh, how much commercial airtime can we sell for, for what price? This is these numbers are higher than universe, and these are what we're going to turn around to our advertisers and say, "Hey, you know, these shows are doing really good. These are the numbers that we're bringing in for this show. So that show is going to bring in a higher dollar per advertising minute. I think that's really what it comes down to. And SGU didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as disappointed as we are, and and as much as we want to see the end of the story, creatively, 
They don't care about the end uh, of the story. They care about how... It's yeah. It's a numbers game. Sci-Fi Channel's a for-profit company, and if they can't charge enough for advertising dollars to offset the cost of, of what they pay in their licensing fee, it's, it's not a question. Mm-hmm. But I do think that shows like Eureka and Warehouse 13 are just more accessible to the, the casual viewer who's flipping channels. Yes. They're not serialized. They're episodic. Yeah, they're more episodic. There's more humor. Um, a, I think a smaller cast helps, you know, with, with uh, something like, uh, you know, the, the duo on Warehouse 13. It's just kind of a, a couple mm-hmm. uh, the setting of, of investigators cheaper. that are paired up, and there's some supporting characters. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen either well, shows. I don't blame them at all for SGU's cancellation. I think that's silly. Well, we've slipped into our ratings discussion, so uh, we've got one more voicemail here from Steve. Hi guys, Steve from Oz here. Just read the news about um, SGU getting cancelled and I'm gutted. Um, as I've said in bef- before, um, I think this is the best of the franchise and I thought it was doing well. I know the ratings were low, but um, yeah, it's just hard to believe. 1.1 million, is that considered low? 1.1 million people, surely there's product out there that they can sell to 1.1 million people. Um I know in Australia that's a lot, that's a, a big number, that's a high rating. So, yeah, I don't know, I mean, two different countries, but it just doesn't seem like their rating system is fair because I'm sure there's a heck of a lot more people out there that watch um, SGU. Uh, yeah, I think they need to rethink the way they they target their um, their audience. I don't know, yeah, I'm gutted. Thank you, Steve, what? for your comment. 1.1 million people uh, might be a lot in in mm-hmm. a market like Australia. Mm-hmm. And I know over here in the UK, the, the TV viewership base is something like a tenth of the US. Mm-hmm. So that's considered a big hit. Well, uh, But in the US market, yeah, 1.1 million people is, is quite low. There are 300 million of us in the United States. A lot of those are infants, and a lot of those people don't have cable. So it's not nearly that many. But 1.1 million is really considered low. I mean... It's that's not when when you've got Dancing with the Stars. What are they at? Sixteen million. You know, yep. that's kind of the biggest audience right there. That shows you just how many people are out there floating around. What what did the Atlantis pilot get? Did the Atlantis pilot get a four? Uh, Atlantis premiered with uh, three point two household. Three point two. Okay. Which at the time was I don't recall somewhere around three million viewers. Okay. Yeah. So one is kind of low if you're going to float around that area. And it's, the universe um, is more expensive than Atlantis was. Atlantis yeah. was about two million an episode, and I suspect the universe is around maybe two point five million to produce. It's uh, it's it's obviously different for a basic cable channel. Basic cable channels don't have as big a share of the market, um, but but they're getting more. They're getting more and more, and the balance is is certainly tipping cables away. This third topic here um, comes from a, a couple of. Uh, of fans who um, felt slighted about the uh, the cancellation uh, from S- of SGA and uh, and SG One, they raise a couple of interesting points. Let's hear from them. Hi, I'm Tina from Vancouver, Washington, and I wanted to tell you that I loved Stargate. SG One was fantastic. It had many more seasons to go. It was canceled prematurely. Um, Atlantis had some more time. A lot of the characters were not written to their full potential, like Weir. She had a lot more to give and, and was never used right. Um, 
and she was removed just when she got interesting, being becoming a replicator. Stargate Universe, though, man, it started off really poorly written, too many characters to keep up with, and the power that be, the powers that be, didn't listen to the fans. They was, they told us if you don't like it, don't watch it. <laughs> well, uh, okay, fine. I happened to stick with it. My husband, who is not a big Stargate fan, was actually starting to enjoy the show. Uh, the writing got so much better, and he's a little annoyed. I'm vastly annoyed, but even for him to be annoyed says something about the show when he was told that it was canceled. So the powers that be, they need to listen to the fans a little more because we're the ones that have supported the show. Um, Some dingbat uh, was saying that, you know, we'll try and bring Stargate back in another form somehow, and hopefully the fans will be called upon, they'll rise up, to the occasion when they are called upon. Well, we tried to rise up to the occasion for Stargate Universe, but we were slapped down. We were treated like we were feeble ants with no brain cells to speak of. So, you know, you can be as arrogant as you want, but if you don't trust the people who are supporting you, if you don't trust the fan base, what's the point? Hi, my name's Lori. I'm calling from California. I just wanted to talk about the um, cancellation of SGU. The reason I'm calling is I just want to say I'm one of those fans you probably are not happy with. I was a big, huge fan of SGA, and I liked SG-1 a lot. I was very disappointed with the SGA cancellation. I thought it was before its time and was unjustified, and I never watched SGU as a result. And the bad feelings surrounding the entire thing led me to never watch it, whereas I probably would have given it a shot had SGA been given a sixth season. I just wanted to say that feeling is out there. I don't think there were many of us because there was a lot of people that turned into SGU when it started and they dropped off over time. But I just wanted to say there are some of us out there, and it still makes me sad, and I'm a still bitter person to this day. I do love your podcast, and I continue to listen whenever they are on. Thanks. Tina and Lori, thank you for your voicemails. I'm very glad that the fans from this side of the discussion decided to call into the yes, podcast. Yes, thank you for stepping up. Get their voices heard, yeah. Really appreciate that. So first, Tina brings up this point about uh, the powers that be, the, the producers of the show, and, and maybe you might include network execs in that, are um, uh, should listen to the fans more, that she felt a little slapped down by by the powers that be. And a lot of this criticism also from Lori comes in, in terms of the way that things were handled a couple of years ago. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel, I remember this really clearly sitting on my couch and, and writing these news stories. Sci-Fi Channel sent out a press release one day announcing that Atlantis was oh, yeah. canceled and, and they were going to do a TV movie. Oh, yeah. And then it was the next the day. The very was next day. 24 hours later, it was Stargate Universe had been greenlit. That continues uh, to resound as a very, very poor marketing decision. Let's, I mean, let's face that. That was a poor, that was a poor choice. Um, well, I mean, it seems like it was an explicit, deliberate decision to not put them in the same press release and not say, SGA is canceled, here comes SGU. But because they were so close together, that's how most people remember it happening, was, was they, were, they were virtually the same announcement. If it had been like a month later, 
and they said, you know, for a while there, there wasn't going to be another Stargate, but we managed to get another Stargate. The perception, I think, would have largely been different. But because of the way that it was released, some people continue to swear by it. I mean, just like just like the 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 uh, 2000 U.S. presidential election, some people continue to swear by SG One, uh, swear by Stargate that you know uh, because of uh, the cancellation of SGA, uh, we got SGU, um, and that people weren't didn't want you know to to have. SGA around anymore, so we, we exchanged it for, for the new toy. I think some of that is true, a little bit of it, but I was never a huge fan of SGA to begin with, so I was, I was very welcoming of a, of, a, of a change, and that's where I've always stood on it. Yeah, I was, I was sad to see it go. I was ready for a show that, that was more serialized and was more um, uh, character drama focused. Uh, but I, I did feel like SGA had, had some story in it that it hadn't finished telling. And so I was, I was a bit placated at the time by the idea of doing an ongoing series of DVD and, and sci-fi channel movies for SGA. And I think overall I would have been satisfied if that plan had been executed. And it's the fact that the plan was not able to be executed that is, is a disappointment. To me. Well, let me, let me really quickly tell you about my feeling for SGA. I didn't feel like there was any intent to solve to resolve the stories. They were just continuing to go, you know, and extend out the play as long as possible, perhaps for seven or eight seasons. I didn't think the Wraith storyline was going anywhere. They kept on playing with the, the drug and the and the reverting Wraith into humans, but I never got any feeling that it was drawing toward a conclusion. They were just playing with it as they went along, and then the show was canceled, and now it's done. I never got any sense of movement toward a final it was a very different setup, wasn't it, from SG-1. We had the Gould are bad guys who are enslaving and oppressing uh, this entire galaxy. Yeah. And at some point in, in Season 8's Reckoning, they get defeated yeah. and sort of cast down. The Wraith, on the other hand, yeah, they're sort of oppressing the whole galaxy by, by feeding on them and limiting their development. But what do you do with the Wraith? You can't really defeat them, and, and now they're just sort of powerless right. and because even with feed with on us they're sort of oppressive by their very nature exactly so you had to have something like the retrovirus that turns them into humans or you know their sting the, to the be later things out. that michael was working on where where yeah. he didn't have to feed with his with his hand anymore yeah um, because my point is the only way to finish the wraith off otherwise is really to exterminate a species yeah yeah, and with I mean, with Gould with season eight, you know, but by the time they got around to S, by by the round of season eight, they said, okay, let's finish the Gould off. We've 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 tapped out this this line of storytelling. So this year, let's finish them off. It felt to me like they were doing that with the Wraith, you know. And by season five, they're like, we haven't tapped out of our storytelling with the Wraith yet. We'll finish them off in a later season. And so there was no there was no arcing movement toward the end of that that I ever felt. And when it was over, it was like, okay, <laughs> let's move on, please. So. Well, now this is this is a very important point that Lori brings up that I want to talk about. Uh, she says that she would have been more likely to watch SGU if SGA had gotten a sixth season, mm. uh, and so maybe that means the two shows air simultaneously, like SG One and SGA did. Yeah. Maybe it means SGA just gets its sixth season to sort of 
wrap things up a little bit more and, and have a better sense of conclusion. And we can know throughout the entire season, this is SGA's final season. And, it, and appreciate those twenty episodes, and then have SGU start. It's an interesting. It's an interesting choice that that uh, that she went down. You know, she's not going to watch a show, not even going to give it a chance, because of how this other show was handled in its, you know, backdoor bargaining and execution, and nothing about what was in front of the screen. But I just think that that's an interesting choice that a lot yeah, of fans took. You know, so you you killed my favorite show, so I'm not going to watch this one. Even if it is good, I don't care. I don't care. And that's certainly her choice. Um, I just think that that's a really interesting one to take. Well, I think that it's it's uh, only a fan could respond in that way. If you're a casual viewer of NCIS and CBS cancels it and comes up with another one, NCIS Nevada, it's not necessarily a big deal to you if you're a casual fan. Uh, if you are a hardcore fan of a show like SGA, then you're going to start thinking about what mm-hmm. this network is doing. Uh, this network is sort of begging you to invest yourself in its shows and then is yanking them away. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sort of uh, uh, have the response to Sci-Fi Channel that, that some of our next callers do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they made the point where they said, you know, if... If you don't like the show, then don't watch. And that was certainly said, and I certainly said that. Um, I'm not going to backtrack. I said that. Um, it's several shows, mm. I think, over the course of, of this run. And people mm. certainly didn't, and, and now here we are. Yeah, the next uh, topic, sci-fi and its programming. A few people uh, take the, uh, the megaphone and shout out to sci-fi. Yeah, we have quite a few on here, so let's, uh, let's let sci-fi have it. My name is Suzanne Phillips, calling from West Monroe, Louisiana, and I'm calling about the cancellation of Stargate Universe. I've been watching Stargate since it came on Sci-Fi, and it is by far my favorite television franchise ever, and the fact that they're deciding to cancel it is really upsetting. Um, They spend all this money on stuff like SmackDown, but they they won't keep Stargate on. You know, they canceled SG-1, and they canceled Stargate Atlantis. They finally brought another Stargate back on, and after two seasons, they decided to cancel it. What they don't realize is that, yeah, the ratings might have dropped, but people weren't used to it. But now people have grown to love the characters. And if you take Stargate off sci-fi, then sci-fi isn't sci-fi anymore. And I know a lot of people who would agree with that. And I just want to know that what are they going to do for all the Stargate fans who have become, you know, cult followers for this show who love it, and now it's gone. Are we going to get movies? Or are we going to get anything? Or is that it? It's just over with. After years of, of following something that was great, now there's nothing. Thanks. Hi, this is Jamie from Massachusetts. I think it is absolutely ridiculous that Sci-Fi canceled Stargate Universe. They canceled Atlantis in its prime, Caprica in its prime. Everything they get their hands on, they ruin. The only shows I actually like to watch on there are Eureka and Warehouse 13. They're the only things that are nice. Other than that, everything else is absolute crap on that channel. I just think it's completely ridiculous, and the fact that they broke it over Twitter before they told the actual cast is even worse. I really hope that somebody else picks uh, some other some other uh, channel picks up Star Universe and runs with it. My name's Brian. I'm from Guelph, Ontario, Canada. And uh, St- 
Star, I just received the news that Stargate SGU is being uh, cancelled. Uh, the most disappointing news I've heard in the whole year. The, that, that show is incredible. It's written so incredibly well. The, the cast, the chemistry, everything is fantastic about that show. And as usual, good shows don't seem to go very far because people only seem interested these days in reality junk people... You know, it's all people talking behind other people's backs and cheating and backstabbing and all that kind of garbage. Uh, I, I don't understand why they're just dumping such a fantastic show and all the millions of loyal Stargate fans that now get no ending at all. We just found out all this interesting stuff about structures in the microwave background radiation and I tell you, if they had left SGU on Friday night instead of Sanctuary, it would be Sanctuary getting cancelled. It didn't matter what they put in that Tuesday time slot. It was getting cancelled, whatever it was. Look at that. Caprica and SGU moved to Tuesday and get cancelled. SGU would have done fantastic. It would have had more viewers than Sanctuary on Friday. And there's also other ways to stop this from getting Canceled. There's ways to make this show very successful. For example, how about putting it up for download in high definition on the Sci-Fi website with all the advertising they want? I'd be happy to watch 10 minutes of advertising at the very beginning before the show even starts. I'm sure all SG fans would be happy to do that. Sci-Fi channels going down the tubes. What is happening to Sci-Fi? Remember the good old days, Sci-Fi Friday, Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, and Battlestar Galactica? That was, those, those years were the best. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed. Stargate Universe was pretty much the last show that I watch on television. Now I'm going to be canceling my cable because there is nothing good worth watching never mind good science fiction anyways i i'd like any fan that hears my message here go to savestargate.org and sign the petition write sci-fi uh email the executives email mgm let's save this fantastic show that is getting better and better each episode is better than the last episode the last few episodes have been absolutely incredible. Uh, I, my heart has been pounding during some of them. Please help us save Stargate, anybody that hears this. This is Ron. I'm calling from Williamsburg, Virginia. I just want to say that I'm very disappointed in uh, sci-fi, and they seem to be losing sight of what sci-fi is all about with their cancellation of Stargate Universe. And I know that it's all about numbers for them, but they got to look at the people who continue to watch over and over again their shows they tend to put out. Um, again, very disappointed, still waiting for the Stargate movies that they were talking about through MGM. And, uh, again, this is just another downfall to sci-fi and how they seem to have forgotten what sci-fi is really about, not about wrestling, but about science fiction. Hope this gets to some good ears, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I know I'd be willing to sign a petition to help keep it on the air. Hi, this is Dryden from Fort Lauderdale, and I wanted to talk about a couple things about the cancellation I don't think Darren and you you guys brought up here. Um, 
basically, first off, you know, Stargate brought them to the show. That's really what got the ratings up. You talked about that. So why the show that brought you to the game do you disrespect the way they seem to have been doing to Stargate? I mean, there's a lot of people who have a bad taste in their mouth about the way Atlantis was canceled, and then you cancel it for Stargate Universe, and Universe is canceled horribly. I mean, the the press conference or the press release from what I heard was a sentence or two, and then they said, hey, this is canceled, but look at all these shows you can watch. You know, and it it kind of just felt felt horrible and nasty the way they canceled the show. I mean, I understand ratings. I completely understand it's a business. But, you know, for Stargate going out and there's no future for it at the moment, and that's the show the problem to the game, they should have at least said, you know what, I understand there's more story to be told and it's kind of like dropping an anvil on your head to not know the ending. So let's give them a mini-movie or, you know, a mini-series or maybe a 13-episode run to finish up their story. It's just upsetting to people who've been watching this from episode one. And, you know, they could have said, you know, listen, here's the last season. The ratings are bad. Or we couldn't give you a full season because your ratings, but we understand you have a story to tell. Here's 13 episodes. It's just frustrating. So if uh, I, I appreciate if you guys talk about that side of the cancellation because there's a lot of people that want to discuss that. So... Hi, my name is Paula. I'm calling from Houston, and I've been a Stargate fan ever since the movie first came out in the 70s, perhaps. Um, But to my dismay, I just read tonight that sci-fi is canceling Stargate Universe. I mean, I every Tuesday I look forward to seeing it, and um, for some reason, I I just can't understand, number one, why they moved it to Tuesday night, um, when they should have kept it on Friday night, um, or maybe put it on a Sunday or Monday, but to move it and then cancel it is just crazy. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm so, so disappointed so disappointed in sci-fi. I think if they did more marketing for the show, I think they would have increased their audience. So anyway, that's my 10 cents on it. Oh, well, next, let's see what sci-fi is going to bring us next year. Hey, guys, this is Joe from Connecticut. I'm just calling to say that I've been listening to you guys for quite a while now. I've been here uh, since uh, pretty early on when y'all were doing the interviews and the beginning of uh, the Gate World podcast covering the last season of Atlantis and everything. Just wanted you guys to know it's an awesome, awesome podcast. Uh just had to I I had to actually chime in on the, the, the cancellation of uh SGU. This 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 is just stupid on sci fi's part. Um I was kinda surprised at the at the end of SG one, but okay, you know, ten years, not bad. The way they handled the cancellation of Atlantis, I thought was horrible. And now this, they, they, you know, they 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 couldn't bother to, from how I understand it, couldn't even be bothered to let the actors and everybody know. They had to find out through the news or Twitter or whatever. That's that's horrendous. Um, once once these last ten episodes are done. Unless something miraculous happens and the show comes back, I am done with the SIFI network. 
I I cannot bring myself to watch that station anymore because this this is just tragic what they've done. Um, I'm truly hoping that they'll be able to um, truly. Uh, I hope they'll be able to end it. May not get a satisfactory ending, but either that or get a get a movie or a mini series or something kind of kind of like they did with Farscape, where went away for a little bit came back and you were able to get an ending i hope we can at least get something all right so what i hear in here david uh one of the continuing themes is wrestling yeah sci-fi channel drops really great scripted drama really thoughtful high production quality large fan base scripted drama and shows two hours of wrestling uh right i want to to call out one specific comment real quick. Brian said, all of this is happening because of freaking wrestling. Is that valid? Is this ha- is all of this happening because of wrestling? Or is that, un- is that not true? Well, when I wrote up my little uh, Six Reasons Why She Was Cancelled story on GateWorld... Check it out I, if you haven't read it. I it's pinned good. the tail on, on wrestling as one of the reasons because Sci-Fi uh, wants to keep SmackDown on Friday nights. Because that's where its established audience is. And SmackDown is getting, you know, 2.7, 2.8 million viewers, more than double any of the scripted dramas. Uh, so it really values that audience and doesn't want to shake them up. Mm-hmm. So that's two hours out of the three hours of primetime on Friday nights that are occupied. So Stargate had to go somewhere. Yeah. If it wasn't going to get the 10 p.m. time slot on Friday, it had to go to another night of the week, which I think proved pretty disastrous. Yeah. So you think Stargate would have continued to have better ratings had it been on Friday? I do, especially uh, as a, a lead-out show uh, for something that gets 2.8 million viewers. But ratings uh, enough to make a difference? I don't know. I mean, we don't know how much the network pays for Stargate. I think it would have been enough uh, to get a third season at least. Where's that quantum mirror when you want one? I would love to to compare universes right now and see how they did. And by the way, I'll bring back the DVDs from their universe when I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, uh, one of my points is, at the end of the day, Tuesdays is just a bad night for this show. And um, you know what? 1.1 million viewers, sci-fi should not have expected much more than that from Tuesday nights. No. And so by canceling the show, it was... In my mind, the network was sort of admitting to the fact that it had boned up and and had not done a very good job without actually scheduling, admitting scheduling the show uh, because it got exactly what what they probably should have thought that it would have gotten on Tuesday, and if it had aired on Friday, it would have gotten ratings that that may have justified a third season. So, you know, it's it's just as much on on Sci-Fi's programming decision as it is about anything critical that viewers might have to say about the content of the show. Dryden says that sci-fi should give viewers an opportunity to see the end of the story. I don't think it's sci-fi's responsibility to care about the end of the story. I think it's our responsibility to care about the story and and tune in to... Well, they care about us watching the beginning and the middle of the story. Yeah. They're all about viewer loyalty... Well, do you really think that they care about us watching the beginning of the movie? I think that they care about us watching the commercials live. I mean, that's that's the tone yeah. that I continually got. 
But I don't want to be too cynical towards network execs. That oh, come on. Be cynical. The bottom Join line. me in my pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're involved at, at some level creatively with, uh, you know, watching cuts of the episodes and, and reading scripts and giving notes to the producers. They want their shows to be their shows and they want to have their fingerprints on them to some degree. So this is a story that the network is telling. They're not just... Mm-hmm putting something up to try and get eyeballs mm-hmm. except on Friday nights from 8 to 10 uh, I think is exactly what they're doing I don't think they're invested in wrestling I think that they're airing wrestling to get eyeballs mm-hmm. uh, but with their scripted dramas they're trying to put up some good science fiction so it's uh, it, yeah I think the network should be committed to the stories that it is telling at some point and if a story is left unfinished this is why I think it would be such a, a better idea if you're if a show is trending down in the ratings and you know that it doesn't mm-hmm. have all that much life left in it, you need to you need to to renew it one more time and say this is the last season from the beginning or say you know limited run ten episode season or miniseries you know even what they did with Atlantis with a saying that it was going to have a movie on Sci Fi Channel uh, that mm-hmm. was their intention at the time. Tell fans that you show fans that you recognize the fact that you have gotten them to invest in this story, and mm-hmm. and that's worth it. That mm-hmm. next time around, it's worth investing in the next story mm-hmm. because they're going to get to see the whole damn thing. The ideal relationship between the producers and a network like Sci-Fi Channel, and in this case, the onus is really on the network. The best sort of situation is when the network can come back and say, okay, the end is coming. We're going to give you this much time. Do what you need to do to get mm-hmm. to the period of the sentence, mm-hmm. to get to the words, the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel like you want to do that. And then if the producers don't want to do that, if the producers want to leave it open-ended, uh, that's up to them. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking of all sorts of examples from sci-fi's history. I don't think you ever watched Sliders, did you? No. I found it uninteresting. They got a, a, a fifth season on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, they lost their headliner, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of that fifth season, they basically knew that it was over. Uh, and they ended it on a massive cliffhanger. Uh, and yeah. I don't know why. This is exactly I what I'm talking about. wasn't participating in Slider's fandom, so I don't know why they did that or how mm-hmm. much warning they had. But it seemed like sort of a desperate we want this to continue in some form on in some way on some channel so we're not we're not willing to end our story even though sci-fi gave us enough warning to do so mm-hmm. another example is farscape farscape was shooting the last episode when they found out that the fifth season they thought they had been contracted for they were not going to get that's something different entirely they were guaranteed a fifth season yeah that wasn't them putting their nose up and saying okay here we go Let's let's yeah. let's bank on enough fan outcry that we're going to to so then, continue the story. So then there's a fan campaign and a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of work to make the miniseries happen. And the miniseries Peacekeeper Wars is able to finish the story. Mm-hmm. So I certainly hope for something like that for SGU, where there's something, even if it's truncated, even if it's uh, you know Arc of Truth is an hour and a half long, finishes the SG One uh, Ori storyline. Even if it's truncated like a movie or a miniseries, that something can sort of give a little bit of closure mm-hmm. to SGU. Hit, hit the bullet points that they were wanting to hit, the big ones. Yeah. We have a couple more topics. 
let's get to them. We've talked a, a bit about sci-fi and ratings and um, uh, how viewers felt about SGU and the way that it was introduced. Uh, our next set of calls is about SGU itself, the content of the show, the characters of the show. Hey guys, um, I'm Austin from Florida, and um, I'm calling about the recent cancellation of uh, SGU. When I heard the news, it pretty much hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm um, a longtime Stargate fan. I've seen every episode of every series of Stargate, but I uh, can't really say I was surprised. While it was one of the most uh, well-made sci-fi shows I have seen, it just didn't really have the magic that uh, previous Stargate shows had. In my mind, it kind of took itself too seriously and forgot to have fun, and uh, that's what drove me away. I'm not sure about uh, other people, but um, I do wish the cast and creators well in the future, and uh, I really hope this isn't the end for Stargate. Hey, this is Devin from Seattle. Just wanted to give my thoughts on the uh, SGU cancellation. I thought it was a good show, but it was just good. Space was way too slow. Those who actually fell asleep during the episode time. But let's be honest, it took 20 hours just to get its footing. It's not exactly the Stargate that most of us know and love. I really enjoy the podcast. Can't wait to be suspense forever when it concludes. Here's hoping for more Stargate in the future. My name's uh, Tim. I live in Parma, Ohio. It's a suburb of Cleveland. Um, I just was reading your, uh, your announcement that uh, Stargate Universe has been canceled. It's very disappointing because uh, it was one of the few shows that I enjoyed it. Actually, uh, actually has some twists to the novel and is uh, quite, uh, quite the, uh, I guess you could say, intelligently written uh, with the fringes of science being involved. Um, the other shows that are on, I, I have no interest in. You know, I, I have no interest in vampires or any of that kind of crap. I think it's all bullshit. I, I like the idea of science and space and exploration, and um, even and, and also I also enjoy uh, battle scenes. I, I like watching movies like Private Ryan and stuff like that. And um, this gives you a little both. And uh, I'm sad to see that uh, this is going to end. Hi, I'm Dana calling from Seattle. I was calling about, well, the cancellation, obviously, I guess. Um, I'm really, really saddened by not having any Stargate on after these final 10 air. But I don't think I was saddened by the loss of this particular show, even though I loved it so much as the loss to the franchise as a whole. I think the show was always great, but kind of missing something, and I'm sad that it didn't have a chance to develop more fully. But what struck me about it is looking back, I they sold it as this one's so character-driven, and you're really going to get to know these characters so deeply, and I just don't feel like I ever really did at all. When I, when I think back on the show, it... It's all atmosphere and long brooding silences and and meaningful looks. At, by the end of the pilot for Atlantis, I was deeply invested in Shepard. And I, I can't think of characters that I love more in anything than I do Daniel Jackson or Teal'c or Jonas Quinn or Jack O'Neill. I, I love all of these people. I, I feel that I know them very well. But with 
SGU, I, I never got there. I, I love Eli, but I think that's more to do with David Blue being excellent than with the character. And I love Telford, but again, I credit Lou Diamond Phillips more than the the writing of the character. And so I'm sad we never got to get to know them more. But I think the show wasn't as strong as it possibly should have been. I was just rewatching Semestu One and thinking of how I felt this profound empathy for some of the alien characters and I never was going to get there with SGU. The alien characters were just alien and just adversaries and I would never have bonded with them and I couldn't even really comprehend them. And making the characters so flawed just made them uninspiring. I would follow Teal'c or O'Neill or Shepard or Ronan into battle and believe that they would keep me safe. But with any member of SGU, I I would just be terrified because they obviously always were. And by making it clear going in, the producers, I mean, saying that they found that the show would be different in all these ways that would make it superior, it it was insulting to the previous shows and... I don't think that it was fair to say that making these new characters flawed was something new and revolutionary and superior because none of the characters on SG-1 or Atlantis were perfect or infallible. They were just inspiring and and likable in ways that SGU didn't bother to make most of the characters. If SGU had been all that Stargate ever was, I wouldn't have probably even bothered to watch it. I I think if I hadn't already loved Stargate, SGU wouldn't have done that much for me. Some interesting points raised. Um, you know, they they definitely did take their time in the first season, um, and they tried to to speed it up a little bit more in in the second season. I think one guy mentioned that he fell asleep during time, which is probably the most action packed episode of season one besides the pilot. Devin said that SGU was good, but it was just good. It was not great. Uh, mm-hmm. And he mentions the pace, uh, which certainly resonates with me. I've talked about this a lot, but, mm-hmm. that it felt like throughout season one, and even to a bit, to a degree in season two so far, the pace is, is um, it's difficult to keep your attention and to continue to come back week after week when... It's not just the motion forward on on the main story arc. I mean, with Lost, they walked at a snail's pace sometimes in in giving us information about Mm -hmm. about major storylines. But it was still compelling. and and That was a show that... It didn't feel slow to me. No, but that that was a show that really counted on its characters to be interesting for them to spend six years telling one story. And um, largely successful, in my opinion. Yeah, so when I learned these things about about Jin and Sun's backstory, it didn't bother me all that much that we didn't learn more about the Hatch and Dharma. Mm-hmm. SGU hasn't really done that a whole lot. We've had some really terrific character episodes like Human, but for the most part, the characters are just sort of present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't they haven't been fully engaged yet. And you know, when when you're looking at a five year arc, 
by season, but we've only seen 30 of the 100 episodes. Of course, they're not going to be completely engaged yet because we haven't discovered everything that they're going to play with. Now, certainly at this point, there should be some engaging of the characters in the audience. And if some people don't feel that, then maybe there's a problem with the show. And I, I didn't feel completely engaged with everybody, but I felt like I was really getting to know people. You know, I felt like I felt like I was I was their friends. Was I in love with them yet? Not 100 percent. But, you know, I, I was I'm I'm sorry that I'm not going to get to at least at the current while we're recording this, that I'm not going to get to continue those stories with them. Um, very sorry. <laughs> yeah, certainly characters like Young and Rush and to a certain degree, Eli, I think, have been been engaging. But I take Dana's comment very much that it feels like for a character-driven show, she doesn't feel like we've re- really gotten to know these characters all that well. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, as much as we love Jack O'Neill and John Shepard and their teams, at this point, episode 30, mm-hmm. for SG-1, we would have been at about, I want to say, family in season two. Yeah, I think that was the thirtieth episode. So yeah. you know that's before the introduction of Jacob Carter and the the Toker two parter and and the fifth race stuff and all that. Uh, we had just seen Thor, what Thor looks like for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you hadn't gotten very far. Kinda, you know, there's some good character stuff in episodes like Solitudes and Korai in the Line of Duty, um, but yeah, all that rich history that you think about when you think about a character like Daniel Jackson or, or fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So much of that comes later. And then for Atlantis episode 30 would have been lost boys, mm-hmm. the mid season two part, the mid season yeah. finale. So, I mean, how much did we really know about those characters at that point? Yeah. And with, and with Atlantis, you know, like she says in the pilot, a lot of those characters had already been fully formed. Um, and that was intentional. You know, they, they intended to do mm-hmm. something different with this show. So yeah, I mean when you when you talk about loving characters like Daniel and Teal and Jack, you know, you've got 200 episodes of rich history there compared to like 30. Um that's not completely fair. And I think I think she acknowledges that. But yeah. Yeah. So our final topic here, we're looking onwards towards the future of Stargate Universe and the future of the Stargate franchise. Uh remember, we've got 10 more episodes of SGU that are going to be airing this spring, and we do know that that episode 40 of the series Gauntlet uh, will end on something of a cliffhanger. So what comes next? Let's listen to this voicemail. Hi, this is Bob from South England. I love your work on the podcast, so thanks for that. I'm obviously annoyed by the cancellation of SGU, but was wondering what your thoughts were on its future. With MGM, we're planning to make the new movies for SG1 and SGA. What are the chances that we'll see a conclusion to Stargate Universe? Also, what's the future of the entire Stargate franchise now? And what are you guys going to do with GateWorld.net now that there's no new Stargate on television? Secondly, I remember you both talking about Defying Gravity at some point, and that one of you had seen it and one of you hadn't. I was hoping that during the hiatus, or even after SGU was finished, you could do something similar to the Fifth Race podcast and discuss Defying Gravity episodes from two different viewpoints. I love Defying Gravity, and it falls in with Firefly in my wish list of stuff to be resurrected. Hello, this is Uminokin from the Borgs, and I just thought I'd share a few overall thoughts. I loved Universe and was really sad to learn of its cancellation. Just as Battlestar Galactica, Babylon 5, or Lost did... SGU had always felt more like a televised science fiction novel rather than a whiz-bang action show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I religiously watched SG-1, and I'm still catching up on Atlantis, but it was nice to have a cerebral space show that didn't always have to blow things up. 
Obviously, the downside to this approach is that you have to rely on live viewership to agree with you, and unfortunately, they didn't. Frankly, the only way I could see SGU continuing is in novel form. It's much easier to pace, no worrying about time slots, and one could really dig into the cosmic implications in a way that I believe would have been hard to do with a televised budget. Regarding the podcast itself, I do have one suggestion, and this is just for the music nerds like me. In the show notes, it would be great if you could identify the music used in the end of all your shows. I've heard several wonderful cues, and it would be nice to know where they're from. Again, that's purely a nerd thing. Even though the show has been canceled, I look forward to many more podcasts in the future. Thanks for the great work. Hello, my name is Willard. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I have been a Stargate fan from the very beginning, the first movie, and then the series. I think the decision by Sci-Fi is very disappointing. As several other people have said, the show was getting better all the time. I, too, regret criticizing the show's first 10 episodes. Now, it seems that sci-fi has turned into a circus of men in tights, 30s and 40s, werewolf and Dracula crap. Haven, Eureka, and Warehouse 13 are the only, are the only shows that I will watch out on sci-fi. I just hope that MGM can go back to Showtime or their own MGM channel or maybe USA to bring the show back and continue the journey. I'll be very, very sad this Christmas, Stargate-wise. I really, really liked the direction the show was going. And the characters, the actors, they did an excellent job. I am very sad about this. I just hope, as I said, MGM will bring this show back and put it on another channel. Yeah, hi, Darren. Hi, David. Uh, My name is Andreas calling all the way from uh, Sweden in uh, Europe. Uh, that's how far Stargate Francis has reached. So uh, excuse my language if it's uh, um, wrong in any way. But uh, the cancellation of Stargate has reached all the way here as well through the gate while I read it and was shocked, uh, really shocked. Uh, was kind of expected uh, because of the poor ratings. Uh, but anyway, my question is, how do you think they will... Uh, finish up the story arc on the universe. Do you think uh, they will uh, change anything of their, uh, they will take away the cliffhanger from season two or will they just show the cliffhanger uh, at the end of season two and that, that'll be it? Or uh, do you think they will uh, just try and finish it up uh, in some way, like uh, a movie or anything? What, what are your thoughts about how they will get those people home from Destiny or do we, will they just... Uh, before they're in the space world eternity. What do you think? Uh... Hi, Darren and David. Shirt and tie once more here in Ireland. I'm phoning in regard to the recent cancellation of SGU. I, like all Stargate fans, am deeply saddened that the show has been cancelled after just two seasons. I felt that SGU storytelling, while different from SG-1 and Atlantis, had real potential and had, in the first part of season two, really shown how great this program could be. I've been a fan of the Stargate franchise for seven years. I've yet to be disappointed by the talent both in front of and behind the camera. I don't work in television and have no clue how these decisions are made. I am, however, acutely aware that under current measurement systems, the live ratings are the sword by which a television series thrives or perishes. I admire the various campaigns to save SGU and hold out some hope that perhaps a change of network may yet prove successful. However, given the history of Stargate cancellations, I don't hold out that much hope. In the immediate term, to send a message to both the network and the studio, I'd encourage all fans to tune into the remaining episodes and watch them live. 
A boost to the live ratings will underline the strong, loyal and deserving fan base that this franchise has built up. With regard to the future of the franchise, this is not the end. Uh, A look at MGM's portfolio shows Stargate and James Bond are the only real two thoroughbreds in their stable. A future for the franchise is certain. The shape which this takes is not. Everyone listening to this podcast wants to see more Stargate. I would suggest that all fans of SG-1 and SGA who may not have tuned into SGU be contacted. Let's send SGU off with a fitting viewership number to underline our desire for more Stargate and also as a thank you to all those who have given us so many hundreds of hours of top quality entertainment. Best to all podcast listeners from Ireland. Okay, Bob's questions first. Is there any chance of a conclusion for SGU? Um, I think, Bob, since you first called in in December, uh, we have heard from Brad Wright and Joe Malazzi that things are in the works and that they're fighting and they're, they're planning and they're in, talking with MGM about trying to find some way to, to, to tell the end of their story. I'm not sure what that's going to be. Is it going to be a, a third season on another network or, or some uh, you know, digital platform that's never been tried before mm-hmm. for, for episodic television? Is it going to be a movie or a miniseries? Uh, we're still waiting to find out the answer to that. Wouldn't it be nice if MGM had its own network? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Boy, I really wonder if they could put something together through you know, digital distribution. Because there's so many platforms right now, mm-hmm. you know, get fans to step up and say, "I'm going to buy a season pass and pay for the whole season, and I'm going to pay eighty or a hundred bucks for it mm-hmm. because it's not airing anywhere. That's the only place to see it." Mm-hmm. Question number two from Bob: What's the future of the Stargate franchise? We know that there's no fourth series in development right now. Uh, I hope that that there is eventually. Um, that whether it's a couple of years or or Several years from now, there is more Stargate on television. I think that it's going to take a break for a little bit, but then come back in maybe a decade or so. It's hard to yeah. say. You know, well, I hope it, it's not that long. I, I hope not either. It'll, it'll have to de- it, I think it'll uh, have to depend a lot on the ongoing interest of fans and how um, invested they are in the show. You know, when the original series of Star Trek went off the air to the motion picture, which was what, a span of how many years? Ten years? The candle really continued to burn. And a lot of that will depend on uh, whether or not Stargate comes back. A lot of that will depend on uh, the candle continues to burn for, for Stargate fandom and people mm-hmm. in positions of authority with this take notice and say, well, let's tap into this fan base because they're still around. And that means that, you know, they're game and, you know, they're going to step up and watch. Yeah, the, the Stargate audience overall, I'm not just talking about SGU fans here, but everyone who's ever considered themselves a Stargate fan needs to make sure that, that MGM knows that, that we're still here and we still want Stargate because uh, the franchise is very important to MGM. I mean, look at how many people b- bailed when, when Richard Dean Anderson took off. I know a lot of people to this day that won't touch Stargate yeah. without Richard Dean Anderson, and that's fine. Yeah. And then what is the future of GateWorld? Um, we're still trying to figure that out, uh, and we're sort of waiting to see what the future of Stargate is first, if there's going to be something that goes into production in 2011. But for now, it's, uh, it's business as usual. Uh, GateWorld's definitely not going anywhere. Uh, what it looks like five years from now, I don't know, but it's definitely not going anywhere. There's certainly a lot of new development behind the scenes right now. Um, we're planning on making a few, uh, a few back-end changes, let's put it that way. And Bob would like to hear us talk about Defying Gravity. What do you think about that? Uh, that's a show that I still need to watch, so I'd certainly be up for that. Imu Noken suggests that maybe for the future of SGU... Uh, 
book form, maybe some SGU novels seems like the best way to continue that story. For the pacing of that story, yeah. Yeah, he made a, he made a good point. Uh, that's, that's certainly what Atlantis is doing. Fandemonium is starting a series of, of quote-unquote season six SGA novels uh, to, to continue the Atlantis story. I think that home, if Homecoming, book one, is not out yet, it will be soon. I think that, that the series starts in 2011. And Willard suggests maybe MGM could bring the show back on another network. I did want to talk about this. Are there any other networks that, that you think could air Stargate at this point? I mean, Showtime canceled us almost a decade ago now, and we picked up and went to Sci-Fi Channel. I don't see could a network go... like AMC or USA picking up uh, Stargate. You know, Sci-Fi yeah. Channel was really the home for it. I mean, it's sci-fi. You can't get much more sci-fi than sci-fi unless it's S-Y-F-Y and then somehow that equates to wrestling. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's tough looking at the looking at the cable network climate today. It's tough to see a show that's so sci-fi that is set on a, a spaceship in outer space. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see another network picking that up. If Showtime was still doing science fiction stuff, like Odyssey Five, um, mm-hmm. after after they dropped SG One, they did Odyssey Five. Um, then maybe that would be a possibility. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, there's just not much really pure genre stuff going on on other networks. That would be cool to see Showtime pick up Stargate Universe, see it come home. Yeah, um, full circle. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know that that would be cool. Yeah, and then of course the the logistical factor really is the fact that you have an expensive show that sci-fi could only get a million a million point one viewers for mm-hmm. and what's the motivation to pick up a mm-hmm. show exactly no one's going to go hey I'll take it unfortunately yeah there are a few examples of that happening in the history of television but they're just few and far between and it's it's usually those upstart networks that have a lot of money that want to grab an existing fan base that will do something like that Thank you, everyone, so much for yes. these voicemails. Holy cow, holy cow. Well, we're turning back to talk about SGU itself next week. We'll be bringing back Diane Turncheck for a very special second edition of The Science of SGU. Uh, you want to tell us what you're thinking about some of those topics that we're going to hit? I want to talk a little bit. Well, obviously, the big point of discussion is going to be about the background radiation and what that means. That's that's the big one. But also uh, the, the ship uh, communicating with us battle scenarios and making us think that we're back on obelisk planets. Uh, how does it do that? How can it do that? Is that even possible? Um, Chloe's transformation, I want to talk a little bit about that, how that might be achieved um, chemically, biologically. You know, I mean, that's that's some of the things. We're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of the show and, and, and talk with Diane about you know, is this feasible? Would this actually work? And if it if it did, how? Yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk uh, about the the real world science behind the show uh, with her last time. So this time we're going to focus on a lot of those things that have come up in the last ten episodes that really are season two specific in a lot of ways. Uh, that's the science of SGU part two. If we can keep to our podcast schedule, it's going to be on or around January thirty first, somewhere around the end of the month. Uh, and then what we're going to do in February is still to be determined. We have a few ideas. If you guys have ideas for podcast topics that you want to hear us talk about, 
Uh, doesn't have to be just SGU. Doesn't necessarily even have to be just Stargate. Send them in. Send in your ideas. And we're thinking, at least I'm thinking, that we may end up going to about every other week for the next few months. I mean, I certainly want to talk about Defying Gravity with you. And I, I think it's safe to say that that you know people enjoy hearing us. It's not just the Stargate aspect of it. Of course, I, I think that that's I the most so. Im- the most important thing is the Stargate aspect of it. But you know, I think we've established a dialogue over a hundred episodes, and um, and people have come to to expect that when they're driving their cars to work. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks everybody once again for tuning in, and thanks for all that voicemail. If you want to call in with responses to any of what we've talked about today or any questions or comments or suggestions for David and I, you can always call the Gate World Podcast hotline at area code 951-262-1647. You can call anytime, day or night, or you can make a little audio recording on your computer and email it to webmaster at gateworld.net. You can also visit the podcast feedback thread over at Gate World Forum and check out the episode number 114 show notes SGU cancellation shout back and thanks especially to Russell this week for the extra tall task yeah. of editing editing all 35 of us together yeah we kind of threw, threw him into the fire this week thanks man well come back next week and we'll talk more then so from GateWorld this is David and this is Darren And we'll talk to you really soon. Come back and join us next week for episode 115 of the Gate World Podcast. Podcast.